I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Real Estate for Life. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home or moving to a more family-friendly or Christian area, please consider going to realestateforlife.org. They will pair you with expert real estate professionals who share your faith, and they will also contribute a portion of their commission to a pro-life charity of your choice, all at no cost to you. So to connect with a pro-life realtor, please visit realestateforlife.org or call them at 1-877-LIFE-US-1. Hey everyone, it's Mariama here, and the men and I are back for another episode of A Reason for Hope Candid. Jack, Ryan, and I are excited to have with us a special guest today, Miss Kiki Rocha. It's awesome to have Kiki here for an episode of Reason for Hope Candid, but really the reason you're here is we're, we're filming a show, yes. which is pretty awesome, that you're going to be hosting where we have a bunch of different interviews with authors, speakers, musicians. All and uh, yeah, we're really excited. We've been shooting all week pretty much for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how is it? Are you tired? Are, are we, how are you <laughs> feeling know, about the show? I mean, Mariama's been hosting me, so I, I think she can attest to how tired I am. Yesterday, I fell asleep before she even said goodnight to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. I have fun, you know, dance a little while doing it. So yeah, and you, Ryan, have been uh, my right-hand man, so I appreciate you. But yeah, the, the show, I think, is going to be banging. Like, I'm just so excited to get it out and um, help people understand what it is to be human, because I think that's the overarching theme, um, and do that through encounter, right? Encountering people's stories and receiving formation, uh, because we have a generation of people that have lost sight of their humanity. And the different facets of their humanity, whether that's relationships, self-image, personal development, all the things that help us to be whole, right? Mm-hmm. So that is the message that I'm trying to get out through yeah, the show. Definitely uh, sign up uh, for a, a membership on our app, our streaming service, and uh, you know, follow us on social media for the updates. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Awesome. Kiki is a vivacious and resilient Mexican-American bilingual Catholic coach and speaker. If you guys are watching this, you can see that she is literally a bright light here today. All of us are wearing muted colors. No, it's not my vivacious. fault. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. Um, she has overcome many painful experiences and has turned that pain into purpose, giving her conviction in her work as a dating and sexual integrity coach for women. She is deeply passionate about helping women change their lives. She helps them encounter, possess, and master themselves by equipping them with wholeness and a mindset that helps them with self-worth, sexuality, and dating. And so today, we want to tap into Kiki's specialty and talk about a topic that is on the forefront of most of the young people's minds nowadays. I know it's on mine. (laughs) It is dating. That's right. I love it. Let's get right into it. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Who wants to be a millionaire music and the lights go down? We're all like... Is that your final answer? I don't know. Of course, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. $10,000. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like the 50-50, you know, and they, they get rid of all the answers but two and you're like, that didn't help me at all. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Sometimes dating could feel like that. Where it's like, yeah. they both could be right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. Well, 
<clears throat> to lighten the mood, because clearly we're being very serious here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I want to ask is in dating, you can hear so much advice, right? There are so many self-help books. There are so many people on podcasts. I mean, we're some of them, I guess, now. Um, there are so many people that are willing to give advice on dating, but some of the advice may not be the best or, you know, maybe a little awkward or weird. Not the best, sometimes the worst. Um, I want to know what is the best and the worst dating advice that you guys have received. So, ooh, starting out on the deep end. Yeah. You know, I like to ask the hard questions. Get them out of the way first. <laughs> Who wants to go first on this one? Jack, you want to? Yeah. Well, I, in terms of the best dating advice that I'd ever gotten was uh, was from some, you know, some Catholic friends of mine. And uh, it was just all about dating with intentionality. Mm. And we talked about this on our on our engagement episode, mm -hmm. just being intentional about um, the purpose of dating. Right. And we, we may touch on this more later, but um, just, you know, not using the other person, you know, and being intentional, being and, and it could be different depending on the relationship. But, but for me and Sarah, you know, three three dates in. I said, Sarah, I want to be intentional about this. This is my past. This is what I've been through. This is what I've done. This is these are my successes. These are my failures. Mm -hmm. um, but this relationship, I want to take seriously. I want to respect you. I want to love you. And that means that we have marriage in mind here. Mm -hmm. So are you cool with that? And she was <laughs> cool with it. And so yeah. I think that that was the best dating advice was be intentional mm. about your dating because yeah. because if you're not then then you're kind of using the other person and yeah. I, I I don't want to generalize right uh, but but I think there's a discernment there mm. in why what is the purpose of dating ultimately and why you're dating this person are you dating him or her for your own self interest mm -hmm. or for the glory of God. Hey, want to help make this podcast better? Go to our survey URL in the show notes and leave your mark on A Reason for Hope. Yeah. Ooh, no. so good. No. My man, Jack. <laughs> yeah. oh, so, someone, that was advice so, someone gave to me. So. Yeah, I could feel the passion, especially yeah. when you asked her, are you cool with it? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, on my end, um, you know, I, I actually, I think the best dating advice that I got was when I was in great pain mm -hmm. due to somewhat of a breakup, but not really a breakup. We've all kind of done the emotional uh, non-dating dating, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where you're yeah. like emotionally intertwined with this person and you're like, wait, this doesn't even have a label. Yeah. Um, mm. So I was in that place in my life and a really, really great woman who is very well-versed in theology of the body gave me a great little pep talk. And she said, you know, Kiki, there is a difference between hurt and harm. And mm -hmm. we go our whole life sometimes as human beings trying to av avoid pain because we don't like to suffer. But love is always going to include some suffering yeah. because that is, I mean, you see it in the cross with Jesus, right? So mm -hmm. if we are to emulate him, we don't get around the suffering. Yeah. So with that said, um, she said, you know, think about it like this. A little kid goes to the dentist. Um, he might, you know, 
experienced some pain, some hurt mm-hmm. with the dental cleaning. I mean, we all yeah. went to the dentist, right? A lot of people don't like. I personally love the dentist, but that's just me. Okay. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're all like, wow. oh. Like, uh, I gotta make an appointment. <laughs> So, When's the last time I flossed? Yeah, yeah. Nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> Ryan's aging himself. Yeah. So this little kid going to the dentist and experiencing hurt doesn't necessarily mean that he is being harmed by it. Whereas mm. you have a mother telling mm. a kid, "Don't eat McDonald's every every day because it's going to harm you." Right? Yeah. There's some truth to that. Yeah. So yeah. when she told me that, I was like, "Wow! Like that is." So wise, uh, yes. and I'm going to take it with me because the end of dating is not is not is not trying to evade as much pain as possible. Um, because I'm pretty sure we lose out on so many great experiences. Yeah. So I would say that's the best advice that I've gotten thus far. Profound, oh. absolutely profound. Thank profound. you, thank yeah. you, my man Jack. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited to share some bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's like coincides with the best advice that I've received. Mm -hmm. Uh, The worst advice that I've ever received is cast your net wide and Mm. be open to anyone who asks you on a date. So I know this is controversial. I know. (laughs) But for me, the best advice, I'll go with the best advice, then then explain why that's the worst advice, Mm -hmm. Um, is the best advice is (laughs) that I've received um, is that the person that you're dating, like, you have to like the person that they are in the present moment you have to like like to see a future with that person you have to be okay with them never changing ever like the person you marry for you gentlemen right and the person (laughs) the people we're dating like we have to like the people that they are in the present moment because you can't date potential you will not marry potential either please god you will all grow in your relationships will all grow as people (laughs) yeah but yeah but that is like life life has so many ebbs and flows and changes. You have to really like the person and the virtue that they have right now and not date potential. So the worst advice is casting your net wide and, you know, just uh, taking in whoever, whatever, seeing potential. I think as women, especially, it's really easy to fall into the trap of like, I, I see the potential in this man mm-hmm. who could be faithful if only he goes to mass every week, right? He'll go to mass with me, maybe. And then you start dating that person and they don't want to go to mass, but you've already emotionally (laughs) involved yourself in that person. And then it's so much harder to date them. And and it's just an injustice to both them and you because you, you're getting your hopes up for something that may never happen. And then for them, you don't actually like them. You like the version of them you've created in your mind. Mm. You don't actually like them. And so... That's the best and the worst advice that I've received. Mm. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Mariama for you. (laughs) Always coming in with the salty and sweet. Yeah. (laughs) The Sour Patch Kid. Uh, (laughs) I love that. So good. I actually hate sweets, so Mm. I think that that's the problem. Okay. French fries are where it's at. I've never gotten like advice from anybody Mm. about about dating, really. It's kind Mm. of just been like through trial and error a little Mm. bit and, and realizing what's okay and what's not. And it, it can be very difficult to shift into dating with intention. I think um, like kind of falling into the trap of like not understanding why two people would be wanting to spend that dating time together and just like a little flippant relationship, a very fleeting one, like not really getting too 
deep into it and and kind of I remember a, f- a few um relationships just kind of through people asking questions about it mm-hmm. and not knowing the answers to it like uh, about like just intimate questions about who that person was and what they liked and what they were interested in not knowing really the answer to it kind of being like oh wow I don't really know this person really it's just kind of mm-hmm. like a um yeah. you know we're just kind of using each mm-hmm. other a little bit in, yeah. in that way yeah. this is just kind of like oh we're just designating that weekend hookup a little bit, you know, like there's nothing really more to it. And so not necessarily getting advice, but seeing like, oh, geez, this isn't uh, a, 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 you know, a beneficial thing for either of us. And then you kind Mm -hmm. of get stuck in the like, oh, but I don't want to, you know, call it off because then I'll hurt that person and not knowing the difference between Mm -hmm. hurt and harm Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, what's better uh, for both people. Um, So kind of that, getting over that shift and then being very, not hesitant, but just hyper aware of, all right, if you're going to get involved with this person, like really just understand why and and for what. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was kind of that, that journey in a way. Yeah. My man, Rai Rai, coming in with the truth bombs. Yes. Yes. Got a teleprompter right there. Somebody else is (laughs) (laughs) He phoned a friend. (laughs) Thanks for that. I got this like an 80s movie where it's like the guy is talking to me in the ear the whole time. That's so funny. That's so funny. Well, what would you say is the biggest struggle in present day dating in your own personal experience or even just like by examining what's going on? Um, I, I mean... I, I don't know um, for a fact, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. but I, I would say just from an outside view in, um, it seems like just the amount of people that you could be in contact with, like, you know, you think of like just mm-hmm. an old town back in the day, like just pre-internet, this doesn't have to be like medieval times, just like, uh, or at the actual medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> Great Turkey food. Like oh, yeah. Like, yeah, actually, yeah. So much That'd be fun to meet somebody there. Um, but not, you know, no. Well, as long as he's a knight and the one that wins. Right, right. Yeah, you don't want to be like, they always made one knight like a drunk knight and you're like, ah, geez, I feel bad for the people in the green section. But, um, <laughs> um, it just, you know, like, you know, you, you have just a few people within your world to mm-hmm. kind of go after and whatnot. Now it just seems like, all right, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to go on a bunch of dates and spread myself thin and limiting it to just being really quick. Like, all right, do I like this person right away? And then you can kind of assume everything about that person, like, you know, on their profile, their their face. Yeah. Maybe they put their political uh, party or, mm-hmm. you know, you can get like some ideas of uh, based on their profile. And then you just kind of judge. On the surface you know, level. It's all yeah. surface level. And then maybe based on surface level things you go in. Not to say that, you know, there isn't, you're not attracted to somebody because that obviously is a factor in kind of opening the door a lot of times. Yeah. But uh, it just seems like you could reach out to so many people and be uh, involved with so many people at once that it's kind of overwhelming and I think kind of what we were talking about last time, there, there being like 8 billion people in the world, like you could potentially really be yeah. with anybody. Mm-hmm. So if you- <laughs> What a way to put it. And like- and then An engagement episode. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Whoops. Bring uh, it she back. hasn't heard it yet. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and, and it warps your concept of love. So I think mm-hmm. then you get stuck in a place of, well, um, if I can love them all, how do I love one? And kind of get stuck in that. A rut. That's so true. Like online dating, especially, is like it's just like you're you walk into a store right, and you're seeing all the things mm. on in the aisle, and mm. you're like, I could choose like I could choose this type of pasta, and it has benefits, but this one also has different benefits, right? Yeah. And it's so easy to like look at someone for their profile and judge mm-hmm. them based on the things that they put 
on their profile and not know the person, right? Because it's different, uh, especially we sh- we can we'll get to online dating a little bit later, probably. Mm-hmm. But um, it's different getting to know a physical person because we're more than just what we write on paper, right? We have we oh, have yeah. pasts, we have we have joys, we have pains, we have inflections in our voices, we have yep. phrases that we say that are specific to us, we have like experiences, all of these that make a person. And it's very hard to get that on online dating. And like, so really all you're seeing is how hot they are, right? Or how cute they are. Um, how much you like their smile, right? Like, and I mean, it's different for men as well, I'm sure. But like as a woman, like all the men with the fishing profiles, like everyone has a fishing, they're fishing or they're on a mountain like like yeah. with their arms spread out, like they're conquering the world. Red flag. And <laughs> red flag on the blade. My boyfriend had none of those. It's fine. <laughs> no, but there are certain things that you definitely have to weigh out, right? Like their political affiliation mm-hmm. or whatever. Sure. Who knows if you like lose out on a person just because you don't like that they have a fish in their profile. Mm. So anyway, I don't know if that added to anything, but that's something. Well, I would I would add to that um, a lack of self awareness. Really, I believe, kind of um, impedes us from fully giving ourselves to another person and seeing the other person as a gift. We mm. go into the dating sphere and going to meetings and, and dates mm. and all the things, expecting to, you know, seal the deal. And we often yeah. lose sight of actually, there is a gift in this moment, this encounter with this person. And for as much as maybe I don't. I don't find their plaid shirts attractive or what have you. I'm just kidding. Not throwing, ah. not throwing, not throwing shade to the guys. Ooh. Good thing they found their Man. one in eight billion. Yeah. <laughs> I have eight billion plaid shirts. Yeah. By the way. But he only needs one. Yeah. They are still gifts. And um, truly, like that, that is that is a point of, of being human. We are not to be demanding marriage because marriage is not something that's guaranteed here on this earth. Um, only the Lord knows what he wants to give us for our own salvation. And so, but we are guaranteed, right, the wedding feast in heaven. So that is yeah. definitely mm-hmm. something there. But to, just to add to that point a little bit more, um, I believe is lack of self-awareness, which is the first prison we break out of as human beings, like knowing thyself, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the more you know thyself, the more you possess thyself, the more you master yourself, you give yourself away. Um, I would I would say that one of the contributing factors is like the massive kind of noise Mm. social media all these things that we're on um we just lost we've just lost the skill of being present um and really listening to the voice of god Mm. and our own thoughts um and i'll just add a second point since i'm the guest and i get guest privileges she surely does (laughs) (laughs) we have also lost sight that dating is a means to an end it is not the actual um destination it is a means to end is it is a ship it is a ship to the island so just adding that little yeah Yeah. that that reminds me of uh (laughs) It reminds me of Fulton Sheen talking about sex versus love mm. and how love can include sex, but it always, it, it can include sex, but sex doesn't necessarily include love mm-hmm. in the sense that sex would give, you know, voyagers a, you know, it, it would cast them out to sea, but mm-hmm. with no ports and it would let birds fly, but with, with, with no nests right. to land on. Um but yeah, I think some of the other challenges, 
And and one that I really struggle with is, uh, and I'm sure we all do, is comparison. Mm-hmm. Whether you're whether yeah. you're looking for someone to date, or whether you're dating, or I'm sure, gosh, even in marriage, right? Yeah, comparing your your marriage to someone else's. Um, mm-hmm. Just as we um, outside of the dating topic, just as we compare ourselves, our professional lives, our relationships, our friends, uh, what we have, to we compare it to what everybody else has. And as you said, there's so many. As you said, Kiki, there's so many distractions mm-hmm. um, that are brought to us, especially through mm-hmm. social media. And, and not that social media is a bad right. thing. And you can use it for good, mm-hmm. as, as we try and do here at Ray of Hope. But there's so many distractions. And, and like all of a sudden, it's like you're, you're seeing you're like 5,000 friends and like they're, they're filtered images of, you know, oh, look at, look at me. I'm here. You know, I'm doing this with, you know, with my significant other and life is perfect while re- in reality, you know, it's not perfect. And sure, right. they could be having a great time. And, yeah. um, but, but the comparison aspect I think is, is tough. Yeah. And, and especially as Catholics, like, you know, there, there's a lot of people dating, at least mm-hmm. that, aren't living out their their faith or mm-hmm. or have just left the faith mm-hmm. altogether mm-hmm. and and so it's so important to have people have a community that you can share in fellowship share in the struggles mm-hmm. of of keeping chaste keeping pure but that's that's a i think yeah compare like because we, we all have friends who 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 you know they're not necessarily attached to the faith mm-hmm. and we love them you know, Jesus calls us to love everybody, uh, yeah. but sometimes sometimes it's hard because it's like you know you, you could see some friends you have who are in a relationship and you know they're not living out God's plan for love, mm-hmm. life, and love. Maybe they've told you that. Maybe it's just an assumption on you know on, on my part, and mm-hmm. that's a problem in itself. Mm-hmm. But um, but but it's 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 tough because you, sometimes you'll see oh well they're really happy like they seem really happy even yeah. even even past social media so you're hanging out with them oh everything seems to be going great for them yeah. you know why why yeah. why do I have to suffer through through chastity and mm. oh and obviously it's because it's because we love God and and we yeah. need to love God and because loving God is for our own good and yeah. to accept that suffering with joy mm-hmm. is is. I mean, it's tough, but it's essential. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And yeah. it's true love to sacrifice, yeah. Yeah. to lay one's life down, even yeah. for yeah. the moment. Yeah, chastity is freedom. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And it's expensive, as I read yeah. on Instagram in someone's post. <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah. It costs something. Yeah, That's yeah. true love yeah, costs yeah. something. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Hey, everybody. We got some exciting news. We have a whole new Array of Hope app and channel, a video destination where everyone can find meaningful and inspiring videos and resources to help bring them closer to God. This is available on your desktop, Roku, Apple TV, iPhones, and Android mobile phones and tablets. This channel has movies, short, faith-filled segments, live events, and programs. You've got to check it out. Sign up by going to watch.arrayofhope.net and then download the app at the App Store by just typing in Array of Hope. So for me, again, comparison is a struggle mm-hmm. uh, on all fronts, but especially in, in the dating front and it, it, the engagement front, the marriage front. Yeah. Um, and it always will be. And that, that is the devil trying to attack you and, and you know, trying, 
trying to just infiltrate your relationship and and insert like a cancer in there. And mm. you can't you can't let that happen. Yeah. You, you gotta um metanoia, change your mindset, yeah. change your mind, you know, and change your heart. Mm-hmm. And trust in God and live in the present, like you mm-hmm. said, Kiki. Living yeah. in the present is living as God lives, mm-hmm. right? Because there is no, there, God lives outside of time. Absolutely. There's no future or past for God. It's only the present. So mm-hmm. if we live in the present, we're living as God lives, essentially. You were talking about a lot of beautiful truths in the Catholic faith. And it's a struggle to be Catholic in general. And then it's it's a struggle to be Catholic while dating and in the modern world in general, just to, just to live out your faith. Because there are so many things assaulting us on all fronts, especially mm. in terms of sexuality and uh, just living a chaste life. Um, so mm-hmm. I have a few questions. The first one is, how important do you think that it is to have shared faith in dating? Um, as in, like, what are your thoughts on what we call evangelating, right? Dating someone outside of the faith, hoping that they mm-hmm. would be Become Catholic, right? That would be if you're Catholic, you would want to have your faith be a part of your relationship, most likely. Um, if you are serious about your faith, or what are your thoughts about dating someone that isn't Catholic? Like, is that a non-negotiable? I already gave my opinions in my yeah. my worst dating advice ever, so I want to hear from you guys. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, you want to take this one? Sure. I think it's it's you know, it's it's a tough question. It's like. Uh, if they're not Catholic, I think it's good to just be like, hey, you're not like a fan of the Church of Satan, though, are you? <laughs> and if they're like, actually, then it might be like, all right, yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it Like any relationship or the beginnings of any relationship, it's kind of just discovering where they are in their journey mm-hmm. and, you know, like their interest in that pursuit. Is there any interest there? Um yeah, it's a tough question because I know like, yeah, you know, you you marry somebody that's an alcoholic, you know, they're always going to be an alcoholic and whatnot. You want them to grow um, as a person. You can't really expect people to change. Yeah. But um, I mean, throughout history, you know, all we read about are people that have had major conversions. I know it's tough. You don't really want to rely on that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. not everything is, is a is a you know, wonderful story. Mm-hmm. So, but everyone's an individual and it's, 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 you get into this game of generalizing and hope in generalizing and whatnot. And I don't know, I think that's just part of this, of dating. And that's another struggle of mm-hmm. dating is seeing like, not to be blunt, but like who's worth that investigation yeah. and, mm-hmm. and just seeing, you know, cause I don't know, you might, be with someone who's not necessarily Catholic, but there's you could tell that there's this interest in in mm-hmm. in there, and mm-hmm. maybe you're not meant to date them, maybe you're not meant to marry them, but maybe just by them seeing that joy in you, yeah. And yeah. you know you don't have to be like, oh, you got to come to church with me and and really you know overdo it, mm-hmm. but like um, uh, you know we did an interview with with someone recently who just talked about the power of presence mm-hmm. and just kind of being there and you know. Uh, being open about your faith and whatnot um, can be something that stirs something else in, in somebody else. So I don't know. I I, I really don't know the answer to that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to obviously be with someone who's who's Catholic, and right. it definitely makes it easier. Yeah, because then yeah. you have you know if you're if you can have kids, and that's that's in your story, then then you definitely want to be on the same page in terms of values and, and faith and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it's definitely a difficult part of starting out with getting to know someone and knowing what's who's worth your time and, mm-hmm. and where to kind of navigate 
for sure. Yeah. I would even add sometimes like people can be Catholic, but they're nominally Catholic or they're kind of in diff- various, you know, parts of the spectrum of Catholicism, yes. which, yeah. you know, is not no judgment there. But um, as you encounter them, you kind of assess, OK, where do they kind of land? Where do I kind of land? Um, am I willing to kind of wait for them, you know, as say Monica did for her husband uh, for years and years Mm. and years and years (laughs) or not. Um, I actually dated a Protestant man uh, and I did have that openness, that like power presence that you were talking about. I love that. And I was like, you know what, Lord, show me because there's obviously some attraction here and it's mutual. It's both, it's on both ends. And we both grew from it. I think that I planted some seeds in terms of like the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and he definitely taught me a lot about the power of scripture, mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes we can neglect as right, Catholics, yeah. you know, <laughs> and yeah. the passion that he had to share the gospel. Uh, with joy and zeal. Yet, there was, of course, some hiccups when it got time to uh, talk about the potential of entering into marriage. Mm. There was the question of, okay, Kiki, well, if the church teaches that if we were in a mixed marriage, then Mm. you're saying that we would need to basically raise our kids Catholic. Well, yeah. where does that leave me as a man, as as a leader of of the family? And mm-hmm. so those are not easy questions to really like unpack, right? Especially yeah. when you're on yeah. the other side and you're like, why does the church teach like these arbitrary things? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you're, you're yeah. not really understanding. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I would say it really is situational. Yeah. It's like, what do you want, right? It goes back to like that self-awareness and that self-knowledge. Mm-hmm. What do you want? What do you need? What's going to get you to heaven? Mm-hmm. And I know, and he knew that um, it wasn't going to, it wasn't meant to be, basically. Yeah. And um, we were able to acknowledge that it was this mutual uh, yeah. gift to have known each other and have really built each other up. Not yeah. that we were missionary dating. Um, we really had that openness to the possibility, yeah. but yeah. we we grew from it and we said, all right, let's part ways. And it was all yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I love this self-awareness thing you guys are talking about because I think I'm very black and white in, in my, I love rules. So I love to be like, this is the way it is. And we're going to follow the rules. It makes me really good at Catholicism sometimes. So Catholic. And then I get very good. <laughs> I know. I love our faith because they say this is it and this is not it. And I'm like, understood. Follow the rubric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> understood. Uh, no, but like, well, I guess my experience with dating is, or, or the advice that I would give with someone is that it actually is I think incredibly important mm-hmm. to date someone that is of the same faith because I have, but but again, you have to have self-awareness of where you are on the spectrum and then where they are. And you can do that through date, like not, don't ever not go on a date with someone that mm-hmm. is not yeah. necessarily um, like what you sense that they are <laughs> spiritually because you don't know, you can't judge a person, right? Until you get to know them, which yeah. is the problem with online dating, right? And those profiles we were talking mm-hmm. about. But getting to know someone and then like not practicing chastity, emotional chastity, especially for a woman um, in like and like being detached from this outcome. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just getting to know this person. Everything is information um, for like, will this work in the long term? But what I've had, I've had two different experiences. One, a past relationship where this person was Catholic, um, but they weren't practicing. And... Um, there was an analogy when I was a focused missionary that someone used somewhere. So I can't even tell you where it's from. So I don't know if you remember it. <laughs> Source and thank you. <laughs> but like, right. Ver- every time you grow in virtue, you're you're growing higher and higher. Right. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you're climbing the ladder of faith. Mm-hmm. And you're so you're in 
there are some people that have virtue, right? We have different layers of virtue. And if someone is not practicing virtue and you may have certain virtues, Mm -hmm. it's easier when you intertwine yourself emotionally to be pulled down Mm -hmm. than to lift someone up. True. And that was my experience Mm -hmm. with this person is in the relationship. We actually, uh, it was very hard uh, to remain as Catholic as I was because there would be like, oh, well, I, I guess I don't need to go to mass because he also wasn't helping me go to mass, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, it was optional for him. For mm-hmm. me, it, I didn't want it to be optional. Um, so it was like a, it was like a pull down moment. And that was because I wasn't strong enough in my faith as well. But it, it's easier. Now I have a relationship with someone who is practicing and in fact, in, inspires me to become more virtuous. In mm. many ways, I think he is more virtuous than me. Uh, he would say the opposite, <laughs> I which I think is actually it. very beautiful. Uh, it's actually very beautiful. But like, it's like, there, I just feel tangibly the difference, and I'm actually very passionate about this. Yeah. Where I, I, it's just so different when you meet someone that that loves Jesus even more than you. Mm. Loves, like, yeah, he I agree. Loves mm-hmm. Christ more than me, and he inspires me to become a saint. Why make dating harder than it already is? Um, when you could just like find someone that believes in chastity, especially yeah. chastity, I would say that's probably the most chastity. Um, yeah. When someone that would like <laughs> never put you well, in the in the circumstance in the first place because they also want to protect their, both of you. So. Yeah. yeah, their virtue. Hey, we love that you listen to our Reason for Hope and we want to make it better for you. You can help us do that by filling out our survey. Just click on the URL in the show notes so we can help you dive even deeper into your faith. Mm-hmm. Well, and then d- defining chastity too <clears throat> mm-hmm. because, I mean, that, that, can, that can be different from person to person. Uh, now, obviously, it, this is why it's such a tough question is because we are taught by Christ that his church, that he is the truth, and that his the teachings that have emanated from the church mm-hmm. through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit are, are from God. And so mm-hmm. our beliefs on chastity and doctrine and dogma and and the value and the dignity of 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 the human person right. that is truth and it's the whole truth as i mean as you said kiki there can be a different sort of you, you could be in different parts of the spectrum mm-hmm. in um in terms of virtue so like a lot i, I remember seeing uh, a, like a short one minute video on youtube of bishop baron talking to this this protestant minister and the protestant minister he looked so mad he was like you know you guys in the catholic church you you claim to like you know be the truth like you are the one true church and i, I thought the way uh baron answered it was very wise he said well it, it's not that other religions or other denominations aren't true they may have parts of the truth, mm-hmm. right? They might have like a sliver of the pie that's a truth. You know, it, it could be, gosh, it could be 90%. It could be 95% <laughs> of the truth. Mm-hmm. But the Catholic Church professes to contain the entire truth. And so that's, yeah, man, that's the why. The whole pie. <laughs> yeah, the whole pie. That's why this question is so hard because you do see a lot of relationships, uh, yeah. older couples, older older married couples, that yeah. have been so successful and they're of different faiths. You mm-hmm. know, I, I know one in particular. Yeah. Right. And and so it that's why it's such such a tough question because yeah. but I, I think <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You, you, self-awareness, knowing what you want, yeah. knowing what the truth is, which is which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the truth. And 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 dating intentionally 
with that mm-hmm. truth and that your belief in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, if I may add, please, um, yeah. yeah, I think you touched on marriage and all the things. And I think um, one virtue that might not be as touched on in marriage is the virtue of justice and how the the reason why married couples in the Catholic faith keep the faith and practice the faith and honor one another is for the justice of the of the children. Mm. And because we know that the faith is transmitted right through this mm-hmm. uh, hub of family and otherwise it just, I mean, you see it now in society, like families breaking down, society yeah. is breaking down. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> it's like a domino effect. So but before right married couples get married, they need to have dated and they need to yeah. have been on the same terms of like, all right, well, what is this going to look like mm-hmm. when we get married? Right? Yeah. How do we plan yeah. on transmitting this faith? And when we have yeah. mixed marriages, that is where the problem lies. Yeah. 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 And so I, I guess if, if someone is really, the question is, and I, I don't really know how to answer this, but if someone's really living out as a Catholic, the their fullest, to their fullest potential, their Catholic faith, you know, where, where, where do you hit the, you know, the roadblock, you know, <laughs> right. down the line and, and how, how do you avoid that? And I guess yeah. it seems that the answer is, you know, make sure you're, you're dating someone who is yeah, in your faith I'm, and yeah. shares your values. But mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say that's the... That's, we are not telling people what to do. Yeah, yeah. And we're giving yeah. something to ponder here. <clears throat> I, I'm actually interested. When you said emotional chastity, could you talk more on that? And Ooh. is that like a pitfall? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. You have to pan to his face. <laughs> is it emotional um, chastity? Yeah, no, like, let's talk on that. Um, no, because is that, do you think that's um, like a pitfall for women sometimes today in a mm. sense of like, you know, um, and I don't want to say the wrong thing here, but can yeah. that lead to a little bit of like pridefulness in decision making of who is worth your time in dating? You know, and being yes. like you you could end up hurting yourself and and having too much of a guard up emotionally and knowing the difference mm-hmm. between the two of of having a guard up that's detrimental to yourself and then just having emotional chastity, which seems a little bit nicer. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have to thank Sarah Swafford for coining that yeah, term, I believe. That, uh, she was on our podcast, and I believe she talked a little bit about emotional chastity on our episode, right? Yeah, yeah. And women and men can have that. I didn't mean, like, I just oh, never yes. heard it. I never <laughs> heard it before. You said it, so I was just wondering so about it. It's very yeah. much so something that women especially struggle with. I talk to my boyfriend about this all the time um, because, uh, <laughs> first off, women who are listening, do you have a Pinterest board <laughs> with your wedding planned out? If you're shaking your head, yes, I too also have one. And so when you're dating, right, we uh, for okay, so emotional chastity just means making sure that you are living presently. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my definition, Kiki. You can totally refine it with probably more of a solid definition. But living presently in the moment and realizing where you currently are in your relationship to the other person and not in your mind going to where you want to be. So my yeah. struggle in dating often was on these dating apps when I would finally get off of them because also that's a problem. We got to talk and then you got to act. You got to ask them on the date and then you got to meet. That's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. That's how you yeah. get engaged, right? The boys, they had to finally meet their fiancés. And that's how that happened. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But but like when you meet, right, that was the hard thing is like if you have a marriage mindset, I think something that really is was hard for me and it was out of probably a deprivation mindset of I'm Mm. never going to find a spouse. God Mm. doesn't have me in the palm of his hand. He doesn't know Mm. that there's someone out there for me is I would meet a good man, a good enough man. um, And I'd be like, oh, he has. XYZ qualities that I want in a person. And then in my mind, 
maybe like daydreaming about okay this is the wedding dress i want this is the color i want with that's him. how with him <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the altar and we only had one date i know i'm not the only girl please don't make me feel like the only girl i know i'm not the only girl i know <laughs> or the only man no, the guys only man. guys are definitely susceptible yes. to that there's probably less pinterest boards <laughs> on the male side but definitely the same but like it is a struggle to like have that that uh emotional unchastity which mm-hmm. is where you're just like it's it's really using that person because that you're basically right. thinking of them in a state that you are that you're not in yeah. or even lusting after right like what will uh-huh. my first kiss be like what will even further be like but then the exactly, opposite yeah. I also swung to the opposite that you kind of touched on before as well to pre- <laughs> to protect myself from emotional unchastity to be like okay I'm not gonna expect anything at all we're just friends we're just it's just an interview um so it is kind <laughs> of a you know yeah, yeah balance which, there it's kind of like. When someone, oh, this is a great advice as well that I received. When oh, so when I was confiding <laughs> my heart to this woman who was so wise to me, mm. uh, she said, "Just use every date as information, like mm-hmm. wh- not an interview, like not a like not business interview, but like, oh, how does he talk to the waiter? Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. like that. I did like that. Mm-hmm. And every date, and be present in the moment. And then if he asks you on another date, I like that he asked me on another date. What did he do? Right. Mm-hmm. And then everything is information and you take it and then you collect it along the way. And then eventually, if there comes a time where you're like, uh, there's a red flag, right? You have to have self awareness. You have to have mm-hmm. awareness of the other person. And chastity really helps with this because if you're not, yeah. pra- if you're, if you are practicing chastity, you don't have those bonds so that you can like look at this person objectively and be like, right. Okay, I think we need to end this uh, because of the information I've collected. They're a good person, but not a good fit for me. And that really that changed the game for me in dating. And it was very helpful with emotional chastity. Mm, right. Yeah. Um, I would also add that like community is a big component to uh, discerning someone and emotional chastity. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I like the fact that you said, oh, look at the way, like, look at how he treated the waiter, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I didn't quite like that. Or, and then also your friends can give you a little mm-hmm. bit of feedback. Your yeah. family can give you a little yes. bit of feedback. Yeah. So when you are dating in a bubble, it doesn't really, it's not really conducive to um, authentic yeah. kind of discernment, objective discernment, I would say. Yeah. And um, Father Ripperger, maybe some of you guys have been familiar with his infamous four steps or four steps to courtship talk, something of the like. On YouTube, you can find it. Um, it has been a bit controversial sometimes <laughs> because uh-huh. some, oh. some Catholics find it to be very, very strict and to the point. We but love I think, us some rules. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Father just speaks very monotonous at times. Um, n- no shade on Father, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I love infusing it with theology of the body because I think it's just such a good balance to be able to say, you know what, like my emotions are not, um, are not detrimental to getting to know someone. It's not like I have to live like a robot right and kind yeah. of that yep. pridefulness that you were talking about like oh yeah. no no like i can't open up to you at all yeah. um mm-hmm. no i think we have to live in a balanced state yeah. right that mm-hmm. virtue is the middle yeah. um yeah. whereas on the other end we might it might be useful to consider what to what extent do we give ourselves I, that's a good question to ask ourselves 
I would say to the extent of the commitment of the relationship. So it's it's very so Sarah Swafford also talks about DTRing, defining the relationship. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very, very important to especially coming from the men, hey, hey, men, calling you on to make it very, very clear to the women where you are. Are you friends? Are you dating? Yeah. Are you currently exclusive? Are you to be engaged soon? Like all the things, right? Because you do have a call to guard our hearts. Mm-hmm. But Believe it or not, Mr. John Paul II, whom I love, yeah. talks about this in love and responsibility, how women mm. are a world of their own. Our emotions are really, truly God-given, and they are complex, mm-hmm. and they're beautiful, and they're meant to be uh, ordered toward our children. And therefore, you are all called. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like there's this entitlement, but I, but truly it comes from God yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to invite the men to enter into our mm-hmm. world and have them really understand um, how God has made us. And so, so, yeah, emotional chastity really, truly, I feel, a cause for for um, temperance, right? Yeah. The virtue of temperance, yep. I think, comes to mind. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Last words. Uh, any advice, any last words of advice that you would give to people or anything you want to say about dating that we have not said in the podcast yet? Mm. Want to close it out? Yeah, be not afraid. I mean, mm. I, I keep saying this. I think I've said it in our in the pre- previous shows that I've been recording this week. Um, but how do you learn? By, how do you learn to walk? Right by walking and swimming by swimming. Um, we can't just be waiting on the sidelines, expecting for. Uh, to one day wake up with like this magical kind of skill of dating. It's like you mm-hmm. you learn as you go and you're going to make mistakes and it's okay. I think failing forward is so underrated. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot be afraid to fail. And there's going to be major failures in, in dating sometimes because mm-hmm. we are imperfect and we're full of passions and concupiscence. Um, but ultimately, the Lord always brings good out of bad. So trust in the Lord. Be not afraid and do the thing. <laughs> Well, thank you so much again, Kiki, for joining me and the guys for another episode of A Reason for Hope Candid. We're super excited to see your show coming out. Like Ryan said, make sure to follow us on social media and get our app on your app store as well as Roku and Apple TV. Mm. Just search Array of Hope, download the app, and you can also go to the Array of Hope channel on your web browser. Um, And that's where you'll be able to watch a little bit of Kiki's beautiful face with her special guests, as well as many other things on our channel. Also, make sure to tune into A Reason for Hope with our regularly scheduled guests. This is where we break it down and we get a little bit candid here. Um, But you can check out our regularly scheduled episodes on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And Jack is the one that sets it up. So make sure to check that out as well. All right, guys. Well, all right. Thank you so much. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. God bless. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of A Reason for Hope Candid. Next week's podcast episode features Mario Costabile's interview with Carl Keating. Carl is the founder of Catholic Answers and a renowned Catholic author. Definitely tune in to hear him and Mario discuss church history. If you haven't already, be sure to follow our podcast so you're always in the loop for new releases. Also, make sure to follow Array of Hope on social media and check out AOH Music. You can find all this information in the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be with you next week for our interview with Carl Keating titled, Know Your Catholic History. Until next time, peace be with you.